Welcome back to Principles with Corey and Logan. Y'all, I am I am uh, almost like, a, what, what do you see, say, like schoolgirl giddy? Is that what they say? <laughs> I'm super excited about our guests today. And uh, this is quite different from some of our other podcasts. Um, we've got my friend Margot Nelson on with us today. And uh, I met Margot on a mission trip last year. And she is just somebody that, I mean, she is a leader. She is powerful. She is wise. But uh, she loves the Lord, but loves people. And it, it just, you can feel it every time she speaks, how much love she has for people. Um, but I noticed that she had a new podcast the other day called <laughs> Breathing Underwater, a dream interpretation podcast. And I loved it. And so I said, I had to click on it. I had to listen to it. And as soon as I listened, I was like, man, I got to see if Margo come on to talk about some. <laughs> so, Margo, welcome to Principles. Thank you. It is the greatest honor to be here and really just so fun to see your face. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, Margo, yes. I just want to jump right. Usually we jump into your story. You can you can share. I want to I want to know what, what led to the podcast, though. Let's go there. What what led to the podcast? Yeah. Well, like you said, it's a dream interpretation podcast. So it's really specifically to teach and equip people to know how to interpret their night dreams. And I've been a dreamer forever. I mean, always and always, but I never knew they were significant until I, I had a pretty big turning point in my relationship with God about 14 years ago, where the kind of the light just got turned on to things of the spirit, if you will. And it was during that time that I realized wait, I'm actually receiving communication from God every night and I just never knew. And so that catapulted me onto this path of how does he speak? What is he speaking about? And I wasn't finding a ton of resources about it until I did. And, and then I, I would find a book and then I would talk to a friend and then I would find a class. And so I've just been like gleaning wisdom and and growing my own muscles in interpreting my own dreams. And then it was about, I would say four or five years ago that God had me just continually running into people that would say, I had this dream and we would start interpreting. So then I've been interpreting for other people now for a handful of years, more than I ever thought I would. And the idea of a podcast for this never came about really until I would say, honestly, probably like six months ago, it was like, I, I felt the tug it's time to get this information out there more. How do we get it into the hands of more people? And it just aligned. And the format works really well, actually, because I do live interpretations as well. And I I knew if I was ever going to do a podcast or something in media, I didn't want it to just be a Margot monologue all the time. Like I wanted there to be people coming on, telling their stories, and it just worked perfectly. So honestly, everything just aligned and the Holy Spirit led it and boom, that's how it happened. So here we are. Wow, that is that is awesome. And so I, I'm curious, uh, your your thoughts like, um, I mean, like all dreams from God, or like like how, how do I know if if what I'm dreaming is really God speaking to me, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a really good question. That's a really good question, and it's something I speak to early on in the podcast because I believe there's different sources of the dreams, meaning not every dream is sourced from God. And that's probably pretty obvious. Anybody who has had a nightmare can tell you pretty quickly, that was not a God dream. However, I, I've heard other people who've taught on dream interpretation or different 
um, schools of thought believe, hey, only pay attention to the ones that you know immediately are God. And, and I personally just don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think that God is in them all, even if he's not the source, that he's He's so sovereign and he always has a redemptive purpose that even if the source may be a demonic dream. So actually, I believe there's four different sources. I won't go into this whole teaching moment, which I could, but I won't, which is body dreams, soul dreams, demonic dreams, and God dreams. Um, And each one of them has a little bit different characteristics, but the ones we have the most of are soul dreams, demonic dreams, and God dreams. And the soul dreams are probably what we're most familiar with, meaning like that felt a little bit like an emotional roller coaster. I was processing things that happened that day. It's probably nothing. Oh, my, you know, first grade girlfriend came up in this. Why am I dreaming about something from the past? And and we tend to just throw those dreams aside because they feel like I'm just processing or that felt chaotic. I would call that a soul dream. And why I think that's important is because our souls are important. And if we're going to not treat our souls with value, like we're not actually aligning with God, we're, we're aligning with the enemy in that because God's the lover of our soul. And he speaks to our soul and leads us by still waters and restores our soul, right? Like he has value here. And so as I've started to value those soul dreams, meaning my soul is actually speaking to me about what's happening. And then through that, I put the God lens on it. God, what are you showing me? through what's going on in my heart. This is just an invitation to come to him with the stuff that's going on in my heart now that maybe I didn't have the space in my waking life to pay attention to because who's sitting around processing their their heart stuff all day long? Not many people. I wish we all had more time to do that. So that's an example of that source. That isn't a God source. And so you might think, I want to throw this out, but I actually think it's really, really valuable and can draw us closer to him and to know ourselves. And the same with demonic dreams. If we're not talking, if we're talking about nightmares, like full on night terrors, this is something that obviously we don't want to dig into too deeply, but it's still the kindness of God to show us that there must be some sort of spiritual door open, or there's some sort of extra covering or something that needs to go on here. Allowing us to have a dream like that is just an indicator of there's something that needs to get taken care of. So even in that, God is using it as a redemptive purpose. But then if it's not quite as as far as a nightmare, but it might feel like, oh, I, I was, you know, kind of battling in my dream, or I was feeling fear in my dream, or I felt like I was doing deliverance in my dreams. Sometimes I have those where I'm like casting demons out of things in my dreams, you know, and I wake up like that was exhausting. What was the point of that? You know, but I think even in those, God is, he's so overall (laughs) that he's just removing the veil to show us a spiritual battle that we're in to actually show us the strategy of the enemy in our life or a situation and if we cannot throw that away and think i don't want to think about that again we can actually sit with him and and get that strategy and now know oh this is what i'm facing in those situations and i can go in aware of what i'm i'm doing now and, and what's coming at me does that make sense Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love what you said right there. So I, you said there are body, soul, demonic and and God dreams. But what yeah. I heard you say is each one of those are almost an invitation into, you know, intimacy and, and, and connection with him. And this is the first thing that I thought of whenever you said that was I, I had to look it up. There's a first of scripture. I think it's uh, Luke eight where Jesus says, pay careful attention to exactly. how you listen. Right. Because how you listen if I, if I honor how I listen, it says even more revelation will be given. That's and, exactly uh, right. I love what you said. 
That's good. And the part right before that is when he's talking about the lamp on the lampstand, right? Like all things that are in hiddenness will come into the light. And if we will sit with what feels shrouded, he's going to bring light into that. Yeah, come on, Mark. Don't know in the Bible. Oh. Well, y'all better watch out. Y'all don't I could preach. <laughs> no, that's good. I, I love that. It's it's interesting that that you say uh, the the soul dreams. I had a dream um, one time, and it, it felt bad. Like it, it felt real bad. Um, it was, and I woke up in the middle of the night. And what I, the first thing I said, Margot, I said, "In the name of Jesus, get out of my mind!" Right? And I fell asleep. <laughs> And the dream continued. Wow. Got back up, woke up again, same thing, name of Jesus, get out of my mind or whatever. Go back to sleep. It's a continuation of the same dream. And so the last time I woke up and I said the same thing, and I immediately felt the Lord say, what makes you think that's from the enemy? Grab your pen and grab your piece of paper and write this down. And I I just started writing. And it was like this wow. incredible poem. And I was like, I don't write poems. Um, so, so I love what you said. It's just an invitation to draw into to a conversation. I mean, that's, wow. Yeah, it is. I love that example. That's powerful that he showed you that. Uh, yeah, it was, um, it was really interesting. So, wow. I love it. So, so it kind of <clears throat> like, how, do, how does the interpretation part work for you? Yeah. Like when you hear something, um, of course we have this anyway, I'll just stop and let you, let you talk. No, please go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say is as you like, as you hear someone else's dream and you're interpreting it, um, it, it, like, how does that work for you as you hear the voice of the Lord to, to help you interpret what, what's being spoken to you? Yeah. I mean, I think for anyone, it'll just feel like how they perceive the voice of the Lord on something, right? Like I definitely feel weight or I get confirmations of like, oh, that's definitely something. Or I'll have a phrase or a song or something go through my head while they're talking that sometimes doesn't make sense. Oftentimes, you know, our rational mind will be like, ah, that probably was nothing. But I've just learned that it's usually something. And so I'll just through curiosity say, does this mean anything to you? Does this mean anything to you? When you said this, this came through my head. Does does that resonate at all? And kind of see how we go with that. But I would say I, I'm a very symbolic thinker. That's really how I'm wired. I actually went to, I got my BA in art history. It was not my intention. I was going a different direction. I was going into design and I took art history classes and fell in love with it. And it wasn't until far after I graduated that I realized why, because it's this, it's all metaphorical and symbolic communication. And I just got it really easily. I could, I could understand what symbols meant and colors and why the artists did things the way that they did it. And it was all so intentional to us. It might look haphazard, especially if it's something abstract of like, oh, they messed up there or why did they do this over here? No, no, no. I guarantee you that artist did that intentionally. And when we learn to read their language that's visual, then we can unlock what the meaning is. And so I went through that process of learning and realized this is how this is how I already think this is really easy for me. And that's what I do with dreams. Because they are primarily symbolic in nature, I just turn on my symbolism brain and then some stuff starts to make sense. Again, I've been doing this a long time too. So I know common symbols, but I'll sit and wait until I feel God really land on something. And then we'll go from there. And sometimes I'm wrong and it's great because we're at least interpreting. And then we're like, oh, great. Let, that didn't fit. Let's try again. You know, let's just see, let's go on this treasure hunt mm -hmm. for what the spirit is actually saying. 
Yeah. And I love what you said. And that, that's, that was really, I hope, I hope listeners catch something. Um, you said, this is how I hear the Lord. And, and you gave a couple of examples um, about how it may be a passing thought, how it may be a, a quick image, but it's when you give attention to that, that That's the it. Lord starts to speak. It's kind of like, you know, when Moses, the burning bush type thing, it's, it's whenever he gave his attention to it, that the Lord started speaking. And, and I hope someone listening that I, I feel like, like, I wish God would speak to me. I, I would say that God's probably speaking all the time, but it's, Absolutely. it's like catching that and giving our attention to it. So Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say the greatest hindrance to that is the natural mind that is always going to doubt first. Yeah. And when we can see that doubt and go, nope, I'm actually going to apply faith. I mean, that's the kingdom of God. It It operates on faith right? Like without faith, we can't please him even. And so as soon as we apply faith, a whole new thing opens up. So it's a little bit of a mindset shift there. Yeah, it is. Margo, let's say there's somebody listening and they're like, man, I don't know about this drink. Ah, I don't know. Oh, I'm about to turn this <laughs> You know, like, uh, is this even biblical? Hold on a second. Is this even biblical? I, I, any thoughts on that? So many thoughts on that. How much time you got? <laughs> I, I actually love the dream skeptics because it's okay. It's just okay. And I would say even just acknowledging, like, I'm really resistant to this is step one. Like, why am I resistant to this? Am I afraid? Have I had disappointment in the past? Do I not dream? Am I afraid I'm going to get led astray? And all of that is just information about our own soul, right? Which is invaluable. But this is something that's so very important to me. I actually just released a podcast specifically on this topic of the sacredness of dream interpretation in the dream realm, because this not only belongs to the Lord, it has always belonged to the Lord. If we look at scripture, I mean, he was speaking to his people from the beginning through dreams. Genesis itself has so many examples of God speaking through dreams. And I'm I'm not even going to go through all of them, but Jacob, you know, he was sleeping on the rock and he had the dream of the angels ascending and descending. And it says actually the Lord himself stood before him and spoke to him about his inheritance. He encountered God in a dream. And then of course we know Jacob goes on to birth his favorite son. Well, he didn't birth, let's be real, but he, <laughs> he ended up fathering many, many, uh, the 12 tribes, but of all of those, Joseph was his favorite son. Right. And he was a big dreamer. He ended up having two prophetic dreams as a kid that him sharing them ended up getting him into a little bit of trouble. But then he goes through his journey and he's in prison. And here he is interpreting the dreams of not people that even know God. We're talking about evil leaders who God is giving dreams to about what's going to happen in Egypt, the famine that's coming. He's speaking to save nations. He's speaking to people who don't even know him. But luckily, Joseph valued this and so was able to interpret I mean, Daniel, gosh, we could go on forever. I mean, even New Testament examples as well, like Joseph and Mary, he, Joseph was led multiple times by dreams. Hey, don't leave Mary. This is from the Holy Spirit. Hey, time to go to Egypt. Hey, time to come back, right? The wise men, they had dreams about don't go back and, and tell Herod where the bait that you saw Jesus or where he is. Not to mention, oh, whose wife was it? It was... um you know, Pilate's wife, Pilate's oh, wife yeah, had a yeah, dream. Yeah. yeah, I would love someday to find out what she dreamt. Yeah. But she basically went to Pilate and was and said to him, like, I had a dream last night. This is a righteous man. We need to not touch him. Right. Mm -hmm. How interesting. 
God knew the plan from the foundation of the earth was that Christ would be crucified. And yet he still gave a dream to this woman to convict her about who Jesus was. Why? What was that about? I don't know. It's fascinating. But all of that to say, this is very, very biblical. Yes. Not to mention just the the fact that God speaks through symbolism and metaphor and parables. I mean, the New Testament talks about Jesus. He's, he taught primarily through parables and still does. Hebrew, Hebrew language in and of itself is very symbolic. Like the actual letters are symbols. And so our, our Western minds and Western culture get a little like, wait, this isn't logical. This doesn't make sense. But that's not actually like Hebraic culture or that that the Jewish faith culture either. It was all storytelling. They definitely had a high value for dreams. It was a legacy thing. And they they understood riddles and parable more quickly than we do. We have to kind of train our brain, right? So all that to say, this is God's and this has always belonged to God. And he's been doing this a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> That's really a long time. Totally agree. Well, <clears throat> Uh, um, I know you said you were a dreamer pretty much your whole life. And it sounds like there was a transition point. You're like, hold on a second. I feel like the Lord is speaking to me through this. And you started kind of giving attention to it again. And I'll tell you, Margo, it was really a, I've grown up in church whole life, been there the whole time. And, uh, you know, said yes to Jesus in like eight or so and walked with him. But it's in 2019, I was reading a book. Mm. It's a secular book mm-hmm. and it had this phrase. I was, I was preparing for a, a, a teaching I was going to do on mindset. And it said, there's a word called auto suggestion that mm-hmm. you've got a subconscious mind that you can go to bed at night. And if you've got a problem, you can hand, hand this problem over to your subconscious mind and you'll have the problem solved. And I thought, Oh, that's a little new agey for me. I don't know. Uh-huh. And so I picked up another book. I posted this yesterday on social media because he, Charles Stanley had just passed away. And mm-hmm. uh, I read a book. I was reading a book by him. I picked it up. I turned it to where the corner was turned down where I'd left off at. And he says the same thing. He says, the world has a word called autosuggestion. Come on. We have the Holy Spirit. And if you are in Christ, you've got the Holy Spirit that you can go to bed at night. You can hand him over and he'll speak to you. And I said, I believe that. I believe that. And I believe the Lord's going to speak to me tonight. So, uh, Margo, I, <laughs> I laid in bed and I said, I think he's going to speak. So I went, I got up out of bed, went and got my notebook and a pen. And that was the first time I've ever had a dream. Wow. That, and it was a dream that literally changed the trajectory of my life. I, I'm not being dramatic at all. It was a total shift and it has changed our family. Uh, wow. It was a transitional moment to where I truly encountered the, the heart of the father and it it changed our whole dynamics of our family. So I'm all wow. in on the dreams and I love it. So you are, and I can tell, and that is so, I mean, that's so biblical. <laughs> it's just so biblical how life-changing these dreams can be. I love it so much. Yeah. I love so, that you're into it. Oh, I am. I am. I, I like it. I like to like to interpret as well. And I, I, it's great. So, so with that said, Margo, <clears throat> I asked you before we got on, if you would mind to interpret a dream, if you'd like to. So we're going to do a live dream interpretation. Oh, my most uh, just honored pleasure. I can't wait. I love it. Well, here's the thing. I just want the listeners to know, I have not told you anything about this dream. Nope. Right. I, I just ask if you'd be willing. So yep. you know nothing about this dream. And so yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you this dream. All right. <clears throat> okay. This happened. Um, uh, 2020-ish or 2021-ish. Um, okay. The dream that I was just telling you about, 
I had gotten a call to go to a fireman training academy and I was just kind of being passive and it was a call to uh, get out of passivity. All right. So that, that was the previous dream a year later. Okay. This is the dream I'm, I'm going to talk to you about. So Got the stream was about how passive I was a call to just a fireman um, competition type thing. The dream I had, all right, this is the dream. You ready? All right. I'm so ready. I'm going to take notes. Okay. She's got her interpretation hat on. All right, here we go. <laughs> so I was, it was um, at night, it was pitch black and I was at a fireman training academy. So the first dream was a competition. This was a training. It was at night and we were on like a football field and we had trainers on each end of the field. And in my mind, I knew I was the most skilled person on the field, like more skilled than the uh, trainers, more skilled than the other competitors. Um, and it wasn't an arrogant thing, but it was almost like I was using it as an excuse hmm. to not put out full effort. So I run down to one side and I come back. And when I come back, I get to the first trainer and he's at his truck. And he's looking at a piece of paper and it's like a list of to-do list, right? And he says, it looks like the first thing that we're supposed to do is a question. Hmm. And the question is, where do you keep your badge? Mm -hmm. And I said, in my mind, I said, well, don't you keep that on you at all times? But I was unsure of myself. Hmm. So I said, I don't know. In my linens, in my glove box, in my truck, I don't know. I'm just doing this for fun. And I could perceive the guy's thought. He said, nobody does this just for fun. And then he read off the next thing and he kept going through this to-do list. And he was just reading off a list. And I was like, this guy, I don't know if he's really listening and paying attention. I think he's just here. Like he's just doing whatever. And I said, I think I'm supposed to go do some stuff. Like I can go do whatever I want to do and, and kind of do it on my own. And, um, like he didn't listen, but he said, Hey, I took a picture of you. Huh. I took a picture of you because it's got my favorite number on it. Mm. It's the number 23. Mm. When I looked at it, it had my favorite number on it. 33. Mm. It had 33. And there was a small number at the bottom, 3133. Mm. <laughs> wow. And I finally said, you know what? I think I can do this stuff in any order I want to do. And uh, a random guy that I know from town, his name is Will, showed up. I said, hey, Will, didn't know you were here. And uh, so I went for a run. When I go for the run, I noticed that all the other competitors are now bigger, stronger, and faster. And I think to myself, ooh, I'm really going to have to put out some effort now. Hmm. And as I was running... The, the, um, the heel of my shoe was folded under my heel. And Wait, I was, that using, again, the, the, um, the kind of the heel of my shoe mm -hmm. was tucked under my heel of my foot. Okay. And it was keeping me from running fast. Mm. And, but I was using it as an excuse again to not pull all my effort in. And mm. so finally I said, okay. 
I grabbed my shoe and I put it on and I ran as fast as I could and I woke up. Wow. (laughs) That was a lot. What a dream. It was a lot, but it wasn't too much. Trust me. I have heard way more detailed, longer dreams. Okay. This is so good. I'm not sure I got every detail down, but that's okay. You can always respond. I can always ask and you can remind me. Um, So the first thing I always do, and I would advise anybody who's trying to interpret their own dreams, always do this thing first, whether you write it down right when you record the dream or when you go to interpret, but you, you said you had this dream right after a different dream of a similar um, topic with the fireman training. This was in 2020. This was in, um, the first one was in 2019. The second one was in 2020, 2021, something like that. I can. Okay. Okay. No worries. Usually I'll ask the date because especially if it was not recent, that there might be some context to your life then that would help interpret the dream. So that's one of the reasons I'm asking. So 2020, 2021 ish. Yeah. 21. 21. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have an exact date? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, two twenty-seven, twenty-one. Two twenty-seven, twenty-one. Okay. If you were to give the dream a title, what would you title it? Ooh. Uh, I titled it on here "Fireman <laughs> Training," uh, but I okay. would probably. Um, that's probably how I would initially title it. Yeah. Um, You've got some wheels turning, though. Tell me what. <laughs> your other thought is um it it, it still kind of goes to still the uh, a lot of the the context of the dream is like um almost like being passive still and yeah. Uh, yeah. the passivity and like hiding in the background type stuff yeah, yeah. okay so. okay beautiful so then the next question i ask is the um what were the emotions that you were feeling in the dream yeah not when you woke up actually in it yeah. So in it, the first emotion was like, oh, competition. I'm I'm good with this. Uh, but I also knew if it was an activity-based thing, that is a very high strength of mine that I could probably just go with it and still be really good. Um, when I got, I was very frustrated with the trainer because mm. he was trying to give me a list. And it was like, I mean, he's just reading. He doesn't really care. He's just here. And I, I want to do something. And um, then the next, the last piece of it, as I was running next time, I realized that the competition had improved. And if I was, I was still in my mind, still the best one on the field, but in order to do that, I was going to have to really put out some effort. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So emotionally, would you say in general, it was kind of like a feeling of confidence and then frustration and then what would that last emotion be? Fear? Um, Intimidation? Uh, motivation? A little bit of uh, a mixture of that, of um, mm, I can't just get by with, and am I willing to go to that level? Mm-hmm. Kind of almost like intimidation, but uncertainty as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does this mirror something that you were facing in your natural life at the time you're in your waking life? Oh yeah. I would say probably still, still, still. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Something, that, some of the things the Lord's still talking to me about, about, you know, like, um, the passivity and those kind of things. So, hmm. yeah. 
<laughs> the champion mindset. I listened to that episode. Oh, that's, that's where it came from. He, he gave me that. Oh, you're kidding. No, I keep thinking of that as you're talking. Yes. And, and that was kind of the seed of, of that. So everything that, uh, as Margot is referring, if you haven't listened to podcasts on champion mindset, but he gave me that. And that was a word he gave to me. Wow. I thought I would just share, share with other people. So no, I love it. Yeah. Cause this dream to me initially feels really related to that. Like it might even be kind of a party, a part of training for a champion's mindset or, you know, kind of what he's been doing internally in you, but let me not get ahead of myself. Um, I'd love to know the, the trainer dude who was really annoying with the list. <laughs> so he's an authority figure of some sort in the dream, correct? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Who do you think he would represent or what do you think he would represent to you? A, a pastor. Okay. <laughs> right away. You're like, I know who he was. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. And the frustrations you felt with him was similar to what you were feeling with your pastor. Like, let's not go through this. I just want to run. Let's go. Let's do something. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. And so then you started to run, right? And yeah. after that was when you realized there was something going on with the heel of your shoe. Yeah, it was like tucked under my heel. So, you know, the back back lip of your shoe. Ah. <laughs> Somehow it was tucked under my heel. Yeah. But I was, and I was running fast, but I knew there was something that was hindering my run. Yeah. And I was, yeah. was going to keep it there as, so I could use it as an excuse. Uh-huh. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. When you were talking about the heel, just heel, heel kept coming up. And I'm just wondering, I thought I was thinking of Achilles heel. Like, you know how we, we speak to something like, oh man, that's my Achilles heel. That's that area that I'm like still fighting for victory. And that, you know, seems to kind of always pull on me in those moments. Would you say there's something for you that feels like an Achilles heel in this realm of holding you back? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, um, I, and um, I would probably say what I've come to discover is probably more along the lines of the fear of getting it wrong whenever it comes to the arena of of faith, ah. uh, especially so. So whenever I'm in like the business world, like I can just I can just go, and I'm talking about speaking and communicating. Yes, like I can just go, and it's good. But when I get into the faith lane. It's almost like, oh, you can't get it wrong. Don't you can't get it wrong. Mm. You, you can be good enough, but don't get it wrong. Yeah. 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 Do you have any idea where that came from, where that was seated? Mm. Um, I would probably say um just having a religious mindset of, you know, um, because love the Lord, love the word, and yeah. and yeah. uh and it's really been a good journey of freedom of understanding what freedom is. And so it's still kind of, kind of comes up every now and then about some of the religious mindset stuff. Yeah. Oh, totally. And sometimes just, just like in your dream, I love this. Sometimes these hindrances are these things that pull on us. We can actually use them as self-protection, right? Or like, ah, oh. Well, yeah. it actually, we'll just kind of give into that and keep that mindset around because it's helping keep me safe from trying and then failing or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, honestly, it sounds like you have a pretty clear understanding already of like, okay, this was just another picture of the journey, mm. probably specific to that point because of the people that were in your life and where you are. But um, I would love to know, or, or I guess what I would encourage you is to go to the Lord now with this dream again and mm. just say like, where would you give me another dream? Or would you speak to about like, where am I now? Am yeah. I still running on that heel? Because eventually you pulled it up and you ran. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then you woke up, right? That's right. Yeah. Would you say right now you feel like you're in that? I, I would say I'm in, I'm in, in the running where the heel yeah. is. Up. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. Um, the numbers of course were highlighted to me. And so just to be nerdy, we can, we can go through and interpret the numbers. Um, 31, 33 yeah. was at the very bottom, but 33 was the number you saw. And he saw the number 23. Yeah. Okay. He saw 23. He saw 23. You saw 33. Yes. And then at the bottom was 31, 33. Yeah. And okay. Then, and I'll tell you, three and 33 is very significant language for me and the Lord, by the way. Tell so. me, tell me, what does that mean to you? <laughs> well, well, do you have have any other thoughts before I get into that? So. No, really. Okay. Um, no, just whatever it means to you, because and this is something actually I'd love to just make sure I put a stake in the ground in is God's going to speak to you in your way through your dreams. So as an interpreter, I'm asking questions to get to know the context so that it resonates with you. It's not about me being some great interpreter that has something to add as much as just wanting to know really what Holy Spirit was saying to you. And you're the one that's going to resonate with that. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's I, why I, I want to know. I'll say it right now. I wrote, I wrote yes. it in, in my book because it's a really powerful thing. So whole life three is favorite number. Always had it in sports. People even call me Corey three in baseball. So for wow. those who would even know that. So just always, you know, it's not a big deal. I just really like the number three. Well, there came a season probably about a year and a half ago. I was seeing threes everywhere. I would wake up at 3, 3.33. The clock would be 3.33, 7, 33, 9, 33. I was like, wow. This, this is wild. And uh, this is before I, you know, I would call this weird is what I would call it before. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay so, but it, it, it got to the point, almost like you were saying, you're having these dreams, like the Lord has got to be speaking through this, right? Yeah. Because it was so significant. Margot, we would go to the restaurant and our table number would be three. Our, our, like the, the price we would owe would be 33, 33. And it's like, what is going on here? He's making it plain. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> one day I was, I was driving our kids um, to my mom's house. They were going to spend the day there. And I I just glanced down at the clock and it was like seven thirty-three, And I just chuckled to myself. I was like, you know, God, why are you showing me three all the time? And immediately he started speaking. Wow. He said, because it's your favorite number. And I was like, oh, well, I know that, but why are you showing it to me? And I, I could just, I could feel him lean in. And he said, because it's my favorite number too. And I said, what? I said, he said, um, because it's my favorite number too. And every time you see it, I'm like, hey, there's our favorite number. Wow. Oh, wow. That is just so, so powerful. And um, so anyway. Uh, it's, it, you know, I know somebody listening, uh, that probably does not hit them, but it, it really like one of those moments for me, like, wow, that was powerful, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, what's so beautiful about our dream life is it's, pro it's this private communication 
between us and this one that we choose to be intimate with, that we grow in this deep communication with where he's not speaking to you like he would speak to me. He wants to know you and he wants you to know him. And the fact that he brought these numbers in is him just being like, this is ours. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's, it is, it is. And it's for you. It's for you. And I bet your bottom dollar, you're going to get some feedback about people who have significance with 33 as well, even after hearing this. Yeah. That's how awesome. old were you by chance? If you feel like going there yeah. when you had these dreams, I have no idea how old you are on the scale. Uh, so, um, what was it? I said 21. Uh, yeah. so I was 35, 36. Okay. Okay. You weren't 33 now. No, I wasn't. That'd be kind of (laughs) cool. That would be kind of cool. Hey, you got to ask the questions. Yeah. Um, I love 33 too. And this is just a random uh, interpreter nerd fact, but 33s represent resurrection Mm. because that was when, how old Christ was when he was crucified and and resurrected again. And so God will speak often through 33 saying like, it's a time for revival. It's a time for a resurrection. It's a time to, to rise up, if you will. Yeah. Wow. That is really good. That's perfect. Yeah. That's a perfect uh, uh, interpretation of that dream as well. Yeah, yeah. It feels like it goes together. Yeah. It's good. Is there anything else from that dream that you're like, what about this? Here's what's really interesting as well about that dream. Um, I think everything that we've talked about is, is really true as well. There was also something interesting that happened in the physical world as well. So there was a time that we actually started visiting churches. We went to two different churches and the one that just visiting, you know, just visiting. And the one, one that we went to, this was shortly after this dream, like weeks, a guy that I was talking about who was in my dream was there at that church. And I said, oh, hey, Will, I didn't know you were here. And it's just like the dream happened. All right, Will. Yeah. I was like. I said, it, I said the same thing I said in the dream. Hey, Will, I didn't know you were here. And anyway, that was kind of cool. So I love that. Yeah. No, I love it. And this is actually something that happens too, is we sit with dreams and we interpret and we can hear God's voice in it. And then sometimes it actually plays out. Yeah. Like that was actually literal to some extent too, but I didn't know until it actually played out. Well, I'll tell you one, man, I feel like I want to set you up. I'm sorry. I hope, I hope no, I'm, I'm having so much fun. Just let, let's just do it. I have I'm good. This is good. So you and I went on the, the mission trip to Birmingham. Um, I wish I, I, I know I've got the date now, but I had a dream where mm. we were in a three story. Uh, mm. So in the dream, mm-hmm. uh, I was in a three story building. We were on the middle row and I could overlook the balcony and I could see that there was worship and there was healing taking mm. place. And when we were at that women's place, do you remember that? I do. I walked in there. I was like, oh my goodness, this is it. And I Whoa. took a picture. I don't know um, if you can see this, but that was the picture that you you and the rest of the team were down there. But as I was looking over the balcony, I was like, this was the dream. We're in. Wow. Yeah. So did did you have it just a couple days before, like while we were in Birmingham? No, it was probably about, it it was months before, not a long time, but it were, it was months. Wow. Uh, Like there was healing that was taking place and all kinds of literally exactly what you saw. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, what? That is crazy. Oh, I love it. I love it. What would you take from that dream? Um, 
I was shocked when we walked in there. And in that dream, I saw somebody with crutches that would get healed. Mm-hmm. And um, and when we were there, I saw a lady with crutches, but she wouldn't let me pray for. So, <laughs> anyway, There's only so much you can do. <laughs> so I just hey. think it's beautiful, though, how God, I mean, even just the confirmation of, oh, you hear me, you're hearing from me, of stepping That's in the- there and going, whoo. This was definitely God. There's no way I made this up. Sometimes he just shows us things just to show us I'm with you. You hear from me. This is me. A confirmation you can hear my voice in this arena, you know? Yeah, that's powerful. So beautiful. I love it. That's good stuff. Well, Margo, you have added a ton of value. It's it's a little bit different than some of our previous, but I, I like it. I think it's great. Um, Thank you. I love it too. I think you've added a ton of value. And, and so if if somebody were looking for your podcast, if they wanted to reach out to you, it's like, hey, maybe somebody's like, hey, I'm having some wild stuff going on. I have nobody else to talk to. Yeah. Um, like, h- how would somebody connect with you? Yeah, that's great. That happens to you. I, I get the most random emails sometimes with people being like, help me. <laughs> and usually the dreams are less scary than it seems at, right up front. So just don't be afraid, but I'm so, so happy to take inquiries or questions. So uh, the podcast is Breathing Underwater and that's on Spotify and Apple. And I believe it's on Google too, even though I don't visit that very much. Um, usually in the show notes, I have a link to join the community where we actually have a Facebook group for people who are you know more serious about it, where they can bring in dreams and we chat about stuff. Just what does this symbol mean to you? I had this last night, really a place to come together with many voices and much counsel. You know, scripture talks about wisdom being in in many counselors. So I love the idea of kind of gathering people around that, but just to contact me directly. Um, my email is usually in the show notes too, but Margo at permission to rain.com is my email. Of course, Margo, you have to (laughs) make sure you spell it right because I have a unique spelling M A R G A U X, but I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll type it out for them. Margo at permission to rain.com. I actually do dream coaching as well. So I've been a like a coach for many, many years, mostly in the realm of like heart space and spiritual intelligence and emotional intelligence. But since I've been doing more of the dream interpretation, I've been doing more dream coaching, which is really unique because people will come with dreams and will literally take the strategy and the direction that God is giving them in that dream, whether he's speaking about something they need to step into in their soul, or he's actually giving keys about what to do next with business. I mean, this happens all the time or giving revelation about a a question they've been asking directionally. Do we move? Do we not move? We'll go through and interpret a dream. And then from the dream, we will create action steps of how am I actually partnering with God in what he said through this dream too. So I love sitting with people. I I love interpreting. I love helping interpret. We can do coaching sessions. We can just do email, whatever. I'm just, I just feel it's, it's really on God's heart that we're taking a hold and valuing this space because it's really sacred and holy to him. And he's speaking all the time. And and until we really get that and decide to value it, it, it does take some, it does take activating your faith. You know, it does take pushing past emotional barriers. It does take pushing past your rational mind that wants to tell you something is nuts. It takes pushing past that part of you as you're waking up. That's like, that was too weird. That couldn't have been the God dream. And so we toss out this treasure yeah. that is 
that is communication direct from the father, I guarantee you he's speaking to you. And and to take the time to value it, it's just this unmined treasure, treasure trove. Like there's so much there that I believe we even just have already, we already have answers to the questions we've been asking in prayer. And this stuff is already in this bank of our dreams. We just haven't learned to value it and write it down and, and sit with it and learn the language. So I just believe in this so much that I'm happy to help and impart in any way I can. That's powerful. Really. Well, we'll make sure to put that in the show notes for sure. Thank but, you. Uh, Breathing Underwater podcast, find it on all those platforms. Margot email is M-A-R-G-A-U-X at permission to rain.com. I like that ending right there. And Thank then you. your dream coaching as well. That's really powerful. So uh, feel free to reach out to Margot and Hey, um, Margo, you've added, you truly have added a ton of value. I, I feel like we could talk for another couple of hours on Easy. that. Uh, Easy. It's so good. Uh, but thank you for coming on with us mm. and thank you for adding value today. Thank you for having me so much. I love what you are doing and it's, it's just an honor to be here. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you for taking a listen. I know that you got something from today. I know that, uh, you were impacted today. And if there was something that stood out to you, if you got, questions or thoughts that you want us to pass along or myself to pass along to Margot, just put it in the comments. I'll make sure to get that to her, but feel free to reach out to her, connect with her. She'd love to serve you. And uh, anyway, we hope you have a great day and God bless.